see. Okay, so today's story is called The Amazing Bone. And it's by William Steig. And it is read today by Mommy and... The Glex! The Glex. Okay. It was a brilliant day. And instead of going straight home from school, Pearl dawdled. She watched the grown-ups in town at their grown-up work, thinking things she might someday be doing. Now, what does dawdled mean? Do you know what it means to dawdle? What? It means that you kind of um, stay back from where you need to be going, and you kind of... Oh, you think of things to do, and you daydream, and you stand around, and you might say another word for it would be lollygag, or dawdle, or, um... Dawdle for dawdle. Yeah, yeah, you're just kind of wasting time, okay? She saw the street cleaners sweeping the streets, and she looked in the bakery at Parsnip Lane and saw the bakers baking, taking hot loaves of pumpernickel out of the oven and powdering crullers with sugar dust. That looks delicious. On, well, it's a dusting of sugar. They would take uh, confectionery sugar, powdered sugar, and they would shake it over the, the sweets to make little yummy treats. In the picture, we can see that's what they're doing. On Cobble Road, she stopped at Maltbury's barn and stood gawking as the old gaffers pitched their ringing horseshoes and spat tobacco juice. Ooh. Well, tobacco is a... Um, well, it's kind of like a, an herb or a plant that grows, and some people will chew it, and some people will smoke it. They put it in cigarettes. It is not healthy. It's not healthy at all. Um, and why do farmers grow it? Well, because some people like to chew it, like these horses and pigs here in this picture. Later, she sat on the ground in the forest between school and home, and spring was so bright and beautiful. The warm air touched her so tenderly she could almost feel herself changing into a flower. Her light dress felt like petals. I love everything, she heard herself say. So do I, a voice answered. Pearl straightened up and looked around. There was no one there. Where are you? She asked. Look down, came the answer. Pearl looked down. I'm the bone in the violets near the tree by the rock on your right. Pearl stared at the small bone. You talk? She murmured. In any language, said the bone. Habla espanol? Remuches proper school? Sprechen Sie Deutsch? And I can imitate any sound there is. The bone made the sound of a trumpet 
calling soldiers to arm. Then it sounded like wind blowing. Then like pattering rain. Then it snored. Then sneezed. Pearl couldn't believe what she was hearing. You're a bone, she said. How come you can sneeze? I don't know, the bone replied. I didn't make the world. May I take you home with me, wonderful bone? Pearl asked. You certainly may, said the bone. I've been alone a long time. A year ago, come August, I fell out of a witch's basket. I could have yelled after her as she walked on, but I didn't want to be her bone any longer. She ate snails, cooked in garlic at every meal, and was always complaining about her rheumatism and asking noisy questions. I'd be happier with someone young and lively like you. Pearl picked the bone up and gently put it in her purse. She left the purse open so they could continue their talk and started home, forgetting her school books on the grass. She was eager to show this bone to her parents and she could guess what would happen when she did. She would tell about her talking bone and her mother would say, you're only imagining it. Her father would agree, and then the bone would flabbergast them both by talking. Do you know what flabbergast means? What? It's another way of saying leaving someone speechless or shocked. So if I'm flabbergasted, it means I don't know what to say. I'm just... I don't have the words. I'm shocked. Okay. The, the spring green sparkled in this spring light. Tree toads were trilling. It's the kind of wonderful day, said Pearl, when wonderful things happen, like my finding you. Like my finding you, the bone answered. And it began to whistle a walking tune that made the going very pleasant. But not for long. Who should rush out from in back of a boulder and spoil everything but three highway robbers with pistols and daggers? Pearl couldn't tell what breed of animal they were because they wore cloaks and Halloween masks, but they were fierce and spoke in chilling voices. Hand over your purse, one commanded. Pearl would have gladly surrendered the purse just to be rid of them, but not with the bone in it. You can't have my purse, she said, surprised at her own boldness. What's in it? said another robber, pointing his gun at Pearl's head. I'm in it. The bone growled, and it began to 
hiss like a snake and roar like a lion. The robbers didn't want to wait around to hear the rest in case there was any more. They fled so fast you couldn't tell which way they'd gone. It made Pearl laugh. The bone, too. And look, they dropped their masks. (laughs) They continued on their way, joking about what just happened and chatting about this and that. But it wasn't long before a fox stepped forth from behind a tree and barred their path. Do you know what it means to bar someone's path? If something has barred your path, it means they're standing in the way like a big bar has come down in front of you and you can't go around it. He wore a sprig of lilac in his lapel. He carried What's a, a lapel. Very good question. In a suit, there is usually a little tiny spot in the top next to the where their uh, where their tie would be, and people can put things like pins or flowers, things like that, in the lapel. On Daddy's suit, I'll show you. He has a place where he puts something. He wore a sprig of lilac in his lapel. He carried a cane and he was grinning so the whole world could see his sharp white teeth. Hold everything, he said. Pearl froze. You're exactly what I've been longing for. He went on. Young, plump, and tender. You will be my main course at dinner tonight. And he seized Pearl in a tight embrace. Unhand her, you villain! The bone screamed, or I'll bite your ears off. How? Who is that speaking? Asked the surprised fox. A ravenous crocodile who dotes on fresh fox chops. That's who answered the bone. The wily fox was not as easily duped as the robbers. Do you know what duped means? What? Um, if, t- if you're duped, it means that you were tricked. So this fox is not going to be tricked like the robbers were. He saw no dangerous crocodile. He peered into Pearl's purse, where the sounds seemed to be coming from, and pulled out the bone. As I live and flourish, he exclaimed, a talking bone. I've always wanted to own something of this sort. So he put the bone in his pocket, where it roared and ranted to no avail. Pushing Pearl along, the fox set out for his hideaway. Pearl's sobs were so pitiful, the fox couldn't help feeling a little sorry for her, but he was determined she would be his dinner. Please, Mr. Fox, 
Pearl whimpered. May I have my bone back? At least until I have to die. All right, said the fox, disgusted with himself for being so soft-hearted, and he handed her the bone, which she put back in her purse. You must let this beautiful young creature go on living, the bone yelled. Have you no shame, sir? The fox laughed. Why should I be ashamed? I can't help being the way I am. I didn't make the world. The bone commenced to revile the fox. You coward! It sneered. You worm! You odiferous wrench! Oh my goodness, those are some big words. Okay, so the bone commenced to revile the fox. So, commenced means to get on with something. So, the bone got on with reviling the fox, which means he was kind of insulting him and reprimanding him and telling him what he was doing was wrong. So, you coward, which means you don't have any bravery. You worm, well, you know what a worm is. And oh, odor, odiferous. What do you suppose that might mean, Philip? What has an odor? Well, everything has an odor, I guess. But an odor usually means that something smells bad. That's right. Wave your fingers in front of your nose. Yuck city. So if he's a wretch that has, is an odiferous wretch, he must smell really bad. And a wretch is something that's very, very bad and sad. These expletives were annoying. Expletives is another way of saying, um, words that mean bad things. Okay. Shut up or I'll eat you, the fox snarled. It would be it. Oh, yeah, you see there again. He's not saying very kind things. We don't like to say shut up in our house. But I suppose this fox is not a very kind fox. So maybe his mother never told him don't talk to people like that. All right, so the fox snarled. It would be amusing to gnaw on a bone that talks and screams with pain. My goodness. The bone kept quiet the rest of the way, and so did Pearl. I am quite concerned for Pearl and the bone, and I really do not like this fox. When they arrived at the fox's hideaway, he shoved Pearl with her bone into an empty room and locked the door. Pearl sat on the floor and stared at the walls. I know how you feel, the bone whispered. I'm only just beginning to live, Pearl whispered back. I don't want it to end. I know, said the bone. I would like to point out before we go any further that that it was very, very unfortunate that this 
fox found Pearl and squeezed her and grabbed her. But I would also like to point out that she allowed him to take her back to his house because she followed him. She went with him. She he took her by the hand. But I think once someone has grabbed a hold of you, you should definitely scream and fight as much as you possibly can. And you should not let them walk away with you. Wouldn't you agree? So if someone ever tried to snatch your hand, you would not let them. You... I would scream at them and hit them. Well, that would be perfectly fine to do in this case. Because you don't want to end up like Pearl here. Isn't there something we can do? Pearl asked. I wish I could think of something, said the bone. But I can't. I feel miserable. What's that? Pearl asked. She'd heard some sounds from the kitchen. He's sharpening a knife, the bone whispered. Pearl sobbed. And what's, what's that? Sounds like wood being put into a stove, answered the bone. I hope it won't all take too long, said Pearl. She could smell vinegar and oil. The fox was preparing a salad to go with his meal. Pearl hugged the bone to her breast. Bone, say something to comfort me. You are very dear to me, said the bone. Oh, how dear you are to me, Pearl replied. She could hear a key in the lock and was unable to get another word out of her throat or turn her eyes towards the door. Be brave, the bone whispered. Pearl could only tremble. She was dragged into the kitchen where she could see flames in the open stove. Good heavens, this is a terrifying book. I regret having to do this to you, sighed the fox. There is, it's nothing personal. Yabam! said the bone suddenly, without knowing why he said it. What was that? said the fox, standing stock still. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> the bone intoned. <laughs> and something quite unexpected took place. The fox grew several inches shorter. The bone continued and miraculously the fox was the size of a rabbit. No one could believe what was happening. Not Pearl, not the fox, not even the bone, whose words were making it happen. 
Adonis Ishkulak Kibokhen Yibap. It went on. The fox, clothes and all, was now the size of a mouse. Scrap bone it! <laughs> the bone ordered and... Scrap it! <laughs> and the mouse, well that is the, the minuscule fox, scurried away and into a hole. Now... Based on what you have seen and what's happened in the story, what do you think the word minuscule means? Mini. Mini. Yep, it has it's minuscule means very small, a tiny amount. So now the the bone has turned the fox from a great big fearsome fox into a tiny Pearl breathlessly exclaimed. Neither There's another bone. Neither did I. Said the bone. Mm-hmm. Well what what made you say those words? I wish I knew, the bone said. They just came to me. I had to say them. I must have picked them up somehow hanging out with that witch. You're an amazing bone, said Pearl. And this is a day I won't ever forget. It was dark when they reached Pearl's house. The moment the door swung open, she was in her mother's arms and right after that in her father's. Where on earth have you been? They both wanted to know. We were frazzled with worry. Pearl didn't know what to say first. She held up the bone. This bone, she said, can talk. And just as she expected, her mother said, A talking bone? Why, Pearl, it's only your imagination. And her father said something similar. And also, as Pearl had expected, the bone astonished them both by remarking, You have an exceptional daughter. Before her parents had a chance to get over their shock, Pearl began telling the story of her day's adventure, and the bone helped out. It was all too much for Pearl's parents until they got used to it. I honestly don't think I would get used to that. The bone stayed on and became part of the family. It was given an honored place in a silver tray on the mantelpiece. Pearl always took it to bed when she retired, and the two chatterboxes whispered together until late in the night. Sometimes the bone put Pearl to sleep by singing or by imitating soft harp music. Anyone who happened to be alone in the house always had the bone to converse with. And they all had music whenever they wanted it, and sometimes even when they didn't. And that, my friends, is the end of this very interesting story, which got very intense, but I think ended in a very beautiful way. 
I'm quite flabbergasted. Aren't you? Oh, yes, speechless. <laughs> okay, can you say the end? The end. The end.